Yo, 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 it's Friday, August 26th, Freaky Friday, and we got a special one for you. We're eating, let's get it. Stunner niggas like a motherfucker, can't fuck, would you let you my brother? If I say I love you, just know it's real, and I'ma love you like no other, and I'm originally from the Ville, you hear some noise, you better take cover, I know some niggas that's in jail, my only credit is to keep them together, yeah. you know what that's it, oh, it's time to get rich, yeah, yeah. it's time to get lit. We're feeling good today. Freaky Friday. Let me know how you're feeling at Soggy Margin. Tell Wovica how good of an artist she is on YouTube. Do that at W-O-V-V-O-K-A. That's 100%. As usual, we're not going to waste any time, but this is an episode that's completely different than any other episode. You'll see why. So, getting straight on into it, because we do not like to waste any time. And we're going to talk about the NFT news. We're skipping the the normal five top blue chip NFTs. We Looks like we got a... Looks like our top sold NFT is a robot looking bored ape. It's a bored ape sleepy robot number 2909 and it sold for $76,000 ape. At today's prices, that is $400,000. Then we have a bored ape with a crown that sold for $115. So. Board ape, board ape, board ape, gotta love it, gotta love it. But the real question is, what is going on the chains? That's the real question. That's where the real battle is going on. And is it even a real battle? Every single day we say the same thing. Ethereum with $17 million in volume. $17.5 million to be precise. Solana with $2 million in volume. Okay, they're just getting 9x'd? I mean, that's insane. That's insane. Immutable X. They have $1.2 million in volume. A lot of volume for NFTs today. Flow, $300,000 in volume. Pretty interesting for the NFT market, I would say. Getting on to my favorite part of the podcast, because I'm always a trader at heart, no matter how many times I'm liquidated. And guys, we are still going up. We actually we actually just tanked. We we tanked, guys. We definitely tanked. And um people people thought the bottom was in. We're probably going to see 18k again. That's my that's see money's take, not financial advice. I don't know anything. But we're probably going to see $18,000 Bitcoin again. That's what I think. So breaking down the market, 24-hour liquidations were at $218 million. That's 65,810 traders that got liquidated. Ooh, really hurts, really hurts. The biggest trader or the biggest trade that got liquidated, which like I, I always say, this is probably just a big hedge fund with billions of dollars that's hedging their assets but 
It looks like they got liquidated on FTX for a Bitcoin perpetual. So they, they were using extreme leverage and they lost 1.91 million US dollars. Digging right on into the coins, Ethereum is taking up a market share of the liquidations. We have 96 million dollars in liquidations for ethereum that is astronomical coming in at number two bitcoin with 48 million dollars in liquidations number three ethereum classic still doing their thing they're going to keep doing their thing until this merge happens 10.88 million dollars in liquidations number four solana with 5.44 million dollars in liquidations. And then number five is EOS with five million dollars in liquidations. And we're just gonna we're gonna say six, Ripple, because Ripple, this is the first time we've seen Ripple in a while, and they have four point eight three million dollars in liquidations. Interesting stuff behind that. I don't know what the deal is with that. Okay, finally, let's get to the top trades. What's the big money doing right now? Well, we got our first long $2 million worth of Bitcoin, or 91 Bitcoin is long at $20,823. They just put this long in at 8 o'clock this morning, about an hour ago. Before then, we had shorts all across the board. I'm trying to get a time on them. 7 o'clock. So we had a couple of Ethereum shorts. $1 million. $1 million. So a couple million dollar shorts on Ethereum. At the time, the current market value was 678 ETH, respectively. And they were short at $1,711. Which, when you look at this little bounce, it's crazy because you could be, both of these guys could be profitable. The market action right now is very, very opportunistic. That's all I'll say. Very opportunistic. So I said today's going to be different. I'm sure you heard it, the little click. Usually, I just straight up read news articles from my phone. But today, we, we kind of have a NFT brand case study. So I wanted to look at the brands that are launching NFT. You know, we had Gatorade, we had a bunch of a bunch of just web2 brands that have been launching NFTs and I've kind of been wondering how's it been playing off. And so I looked at I looked on Dune Analytics and I found this really cool dashboard. So shout out to him. I hope I have his I think I have his thing in here somewhere king james 23 shout out to king james 23 and i am also a big lebron fan that is a big reason why i'm doing this no just kidding <laughs> retard anyway getting straight on into it so the top five web 2 brands that launched a successful nft i kind of based it off of how many secondary transactions there were, how much money they made off of secondary volume, how many, how much money they made off of mint or primary sales revenue or PSR, uh, 
and then the total royalties. Oh, and I almost forgot the total NFT revenue. So the number one Web2 company that has transitioned best or at least extracted the most money out of the NFT market is Nike. Nike has 67.64 thousand transactions on the secondary market, which is huge, especially when you consider that these NFTs are not cheap. I think the cheapest one is a couple hundred bucks. Secondary volume, it's $1.3 billion. And that just goes to show, kind of proves my point. Primary sales volume, how much, how much money did they make when they minted? When they launched their project, $93 million and $100,000. one dollars $93,100,000. I don't know why I'm tweaking. Anyway, total royalties was $92 million. That's nuts. That's nuts. They're making $92 million on top of the primary sales volume. So in total, the total NFT revenue... They've made $185 million. That's Nike. Give a round of applause for Nike. Can't wait to get this new soundboard to actually do that. This I'm telling you guys, this podcast is about to blow as far as like quality. And I'm super excited. So I know everyone's thinking, if you ain't first, you're last. So what's the point of the rest of this list? You're right. You're exactly right, but it's a shitty podcast, so we're going to read the rest of this list because I spent a lot of time making this list. So, number two is actually Dolce Gabbana, and uh, Dolce Gabbana, and uh, their secondary transactions are only 9.27k. So, secondary volume, or total amount of money that was sold on the secondary market, like OpenSea or the Binance chain, I don't even know what Dolce Gabbana is on, it's $20 million. The primary sales revenue, or mint revenue, was $23 million. The total royalties is only $2 million. You know, people aren't trading this stuff. A lot of this stuff has com- completely gone to zero. and Or not zero, but it's half the value it, it, it launched at. So the total NFT revenue for Dolce Gabbana was $25.66 million. Still a lot, still a lot. But compared to Nike, we just talked about, they had $185 million. Straight up. 5x them so uh yeah that's crazy six six x them anyway going on to number three we have tiffany who just launched the nft with i'm sorry i just had a weird a weird brain fart but crypto punks and we know that's a fifty thousand dollar nft so there's a super high cost to that it's super new but, you know, we're looking on the blockchain. We're giving you guys the hottest information first. That's what we do here on Web3TV. We don't sit here and we don't sit here and run around and and just just cap. We're not Amy Street. Damn. Secondary transactions on the Tiffany NFT are only at 74. 
There's only 74 transactions. Keep in mind, like I said, it was a $50,000 NFT, super limited. Then you get this, this chain type of thing and jewelry's not as liquid and there's a whole deal behind it. But the secondary volume is 3.4 million. So we could do some math here. Times two, 14, three. So these things are selling for about $300,000, I think. It's probably wrong. That's probably wrong. On average, they sold, they're selling on average for three hundred thousand, and they minted for fifty dollars. The primary sales volume is twelve point six two million dollars. There's no royalties. These guys did zero royalties, which is completely different than any other Web two collection, and I love it. I love it. They're giving it all back to the holders. All royalties do. They really. The, what happens is the royalties are a good idea to keep the project running and to keep blood flowing in the ecosystem. I uh, I got this crazy Photoshop thing that keeps popping up. It's saying that I I don't know why it's saying that I mal I have their malware software. I plead the fifth. Anyway, now I got my I got my outro plan. There's all types of crazy stuff going on here at Web3 TV. We need to get a we need to get the soundboard, guys. We need to get the soundboard. Anyway, where was that? I? I just lost my fucking spot. God damn it. So yeah, Tiffany Tiffany didn't do any royalties and they made 12.62 million dollars. That's crazy. That's just that's just good. That's free money for Tiffany. And then Coming in at number five, we have Gucci. Now, they only have 4,000 secondary sales on the market, but as far as secondary volume goes, they have $31 million in volume. The primary sales volume, they made $10 million at Mint, and the total royalties that they've made, because the, they have super, super, super low royalties, they've only made one and a half million dollars. So the total NFT revenue for Gucci was eleven and a half million dollars. So because we didn't want to keep going through every single, you know, Web three web 2 nft collab or whatever we decided to skip a lot of this information and just look at revenue for a lot of these companies oh i almost forgot adidas adidas had fifty one thousand and sixty six fifty one point sixty six thousand secondary transactions or secondary sales generating 175 million dollars in volume the primary sales revenue was $6.2 million. In total, they made $4.75 million in royalties, generating them $10.95 million. Next, we have Time Magazine. That one sold, that one made an, a total of NFT revenue of 10.81 million dollars budweiser they launched an nft and they made 5.88 million dollars bud light made an nft and they made four million dollars ao 
it's a sunglass brand. I didn't know what those guys are. Everybody we've talked about so far, they're way common names. And I think a lot of people would be shocked to find out that these are NFT companies now too. Anyway, AO Sunglasses, they generated $1.7 million. Polo used to be Lacoste. Shouts out to Drake. Lacoste, they generated $1.7 million. We talked about the Nickelodeon NFT a while back. We didn't really like it too much. We thought they kind of wasted a big opportunity with the LP and the copyrights. They just they just got lazy at the end of the day. But they still made $585,000. A cool $585,000. Then we got McLaren. They made $333,000. And finally, we got the Pepsi. The Pepsi. The Pepsi mic drop. I don't know why, but it says they made $0. I guess that's because they have $0 in their revenues. And they have... Zero, zero percent revenues, and then they had a free mint. So, kind of looking at everything when I when I was breaking it down, um, I looked at I looked at the type of holders and the type of people that were minting these projects, and that was what I found most interesting. Some key takeaways are most of these projects had over eighty percent of users that did four or more transactions on the blockchain. Now, I think the blockchain's pretty simple. Maybe not after your first transaction, you might not get it. After your second transaction, okay. After your third, I think you're pretty crypto novice. And, you know, that was a great, great, great majority. I think looking at looking at the most successful NFT projects are the NFT projects where wallets had just had one crypto transaction of just them minting the nft that's them onboarding people to the ecosystem that's them doing something right in my eyes so i'm i'm going to be buying a lacoste nft i think they're about 200 dollars on the secondary market yeah they're on top with 20 24 percent a lot of these a lot of these nfts like the new york times nft it only had one percent of the people that minted it with a new wallet. That's crazy. That's that's absolutely crazy to me. So, why is Nike number one? So, first you have to ask what Clonex is. By RTFKT Studios. Some stupid acronym. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right now. It's a stupid acronym. But anyway... The short answer is Nike Web3 Avatars. Nike bought Clonex by RTFKT Studios for an undisclosed amount. Clonex NFT Avatars are made by RTFKT Studios, a digital fashion and sneaker brand, and have risen to become a blue chip since their launch. As more people look towards expressing themselves... In Web3 and Metaverse, RTFKT, pronounced Artifact, created a strong niche designing wearables for the digital and real world. Well, their strong niche, the price is going way down. The price is going way down. So, 
the niche must not be that strong, but they did collaborate with the renowned artist Takashi Makarmi, Marakari, Marakarmi, and it was bought out by Nike in December 2021, basically peak bull market. Sorry about that. I don't know how that sounded. That sounded horrible. The Clonex, the Clonex collection released on November 27th, 2021 for 0.5 ETH and it's selling for a lot more now. Like, like way, 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 way more. Way more. You got to think Nike bought it out. So now it's like, it's ridiculous kind of breaking it down. There's been 67,000 transfers. Total volume, we have a billion dollars. 1.3 billion dollars. The total revenue was 185 million dollars. We talked about that. But what we didn't talk about was if you participated in this mint, the average airdrop was $4,000. The average airdrop for each user was $4,000 just for participating in the Nike NFT ecosystem. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, looking looking kind of into their whole deal, monthly royalties have gone down dramatically from their peak in April with $24 million in royalties. Today, literally today, 8-26-2022, they're only making $568,000. I don't even want to do the math. That's that's got to be like a 90% drop. Despite the following monthly cumulative transactions have continued to grow at a staggering rate. So somebody, these NFTs are moving. I don't know why they're moving. Price is falling, but they're moving. Maybe maybe something's changing. I have to look into this more. So I'm going to circle this. When the project launched in December 2021, there were 11,000 transactions. Recently, there were 64,000 transactions. That's nuts. Distinct buyers have gone from 5K at launch to 30,691 wallets. That's that's crazy. Like, actually, that's actually crazy. And it's actually crazy that I stapled this stupid shit together. So with the Dolce & Gabbana NFT, there were 2,856 buyers... 925 transfers and it's dropped 50% since launch monthly transaction holding steady at 1300 so Dolce Gabbana has they've generated they've generated decent enough volume I don't know if I don't know if it's wash trading but it's in, it's incredibly steady at 1300 since launch I didn't I, sh- I wish I wrote when it launched but sales royalty has fallen off a cliff. From launch, it was at $14 million. This August, it was at $380,000. Picking up $100,000 in monthly royalties from just last month in July. So, people are excited. It it looked like the, the project to go for. Because Dolce & Gabbana, they actually released multiple different NFT projects. And so Dolce Gabbana released these family glass boxes and they're redeemed for tiered DGF family box during an on-chain reveal accessible in the coming weeks on UNXD. So it actually looks pretty sweet. It's like $200. If I had the money right now, I'd definitely be buying that. 
DG Family Boxes are the key to unlock access to the Dolce & Gabbana NFT universe, a world of digital, physical, and experimental benefits straight from the quintessential Italian luxury brand, exclusively in partnership with UNXD. And so I looked at the price of this. I want it at 0.3 ETH. That's the price I'll buy it. I think it's sitting at 0.5 ETH, but I'll pick it up at 0.3 ETH. At its low point, I want to say it was 0.2 ETH. Uh, I don't know. But that's kind of how the market is. I mean, really, holders, people that have participated have lost a crap load of money right now. The company's made a bunch of money. Nike is a clear winner. Clear winner. They have a whole metaverse deal. I don't I have to look a little bit more into it, but I think the fact that they have Takashi Marikari Mar- Marakami in- involved, he is a goat in the industry of art. So, what more can you say? Getting on into some news. I told you it was going to be different. We still got some news. We've been going for a while, but we still got the news. The world's largest Bitcoin ATM firm to go public on the NASDAQ. Bitcoin Depot is set to become a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ under ticker BTM. The Bitcoin ATM firm currently operates over 7,000 ATMs across the U.S. The company will list through a SPAC deal worth $855 million with GSRM. GSRM is another, that's the SPAC. And so if if this SPAC goes through, GSRM is going to skyrocket. $1.2 billion of the transaction volume since 2016 uh, what is this? What is this? What is this? Oh, oh, so so just some stats about some stats about Bitcoin Depot. They've done one point two billion dollars of transaction volume since twenty sixteen. They've been in the Bitcoin ATM business for quite a while. They have a net income of six million dollars and a gross EBITDA of thirty eight million dollars, but all of this is unaudited unaudited, excuse me. So Says, uh, okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at the SPAC GSRM. Not I feel like a lot of people are going to be sideswiped and they're going to go for. They're 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 going to go for. BTM. But I'm going to go for GSRM. I think that's the move. The deal might not go through, but I think it will. That's the big deal. If the deal goes through, GSRM goes to the moon. If it doesn't, it goes to absolute zero. And that's the question. And that's that's when you have to figure out the assets and kind of what they're charging. And you do more research, and that's how you make a lot of money. C-Money just told you how to make a lot of money. Do more research into the, that deal, and then bet on one way or the other. Figure out which, which way you believe it's going to go, and... Um, Something, something, it's like an all or nothing play, 100%. So, next story. Ethereum dev addresses node centralization concerns and run up to the merge. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, this isn't a big deal with Ethereum, you know, whatever, whatever. It's way better than near. 100% true. They're 100% true. But it is still a problem, especially compared to Bitcoin. 
a majority of 4,653 active Ethereum nodes are being run through centralized web providers like Amazon Web Services, AWS, which experts believe could become a central point of failure. I don't think AWS will fail, but Cloud Google Cloud might fail. Google Cloud might fail. So right now, we have Amazon.com. They're hosting 40... Let's see, let's see, let's see. They're hosting... 52% of the nodes, then, yeah, that's 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 what it is. 52% of the nodes. Alibaba is hosting 3% of the nodes. Google Cloud is hosting 3% of the nodes. And they're doing all this on the cloud. If you think about it, Amazon is funding blockchain. Because that's their most profitable business. Oh my gosh. I gotta... Where's the highlighter at? <laughs> where's Where's the highlighter? That is absolutely nuts. I didn't know so many people were using Amazon Web Services to run Ethereum validators. Practically, practically Amazon is... They're 50% of Ethereum's network. I'm sorry. I know I'm I'm quiet. I I the, that, that absolutely blows my mind looking at this chart. 4% in the Oracle cloud. OVHSAS owns 4%. I don't know what they are. I'm going to circle them and figure out what they are. Alibaba is running 4%. Google Cloud 3%. DigitalOcean 2 Oh my god, and then there's more Amazon. So, for some reason, there's two Amazons. There's Amazon that says they own 45 nodes, and then there's AWS with 1,442 nodes. So, I don't know. Whatever. Next news story. Ethereum whales move holdings onto exchanges before merge. The top 10 Ethereum non-exchange addresses have seen 11% decline in their holdings over the past three months, while on-exchange whale addresses have seen a 78% increase. Look guys, this is fake news. This is fake news. This, this is because they want you to sell your coins. They want you to sell your coins before you get this Ethereum airdrop. So... The macro conditions, they're definitely, they're definitely sketch. They're definitely sketch too. And I think that's why we're so high leverage short right now. And so we have a possibility for like a little short squeeze or, you know, quick pump and whatever. I think we are going down long term. But with what's, with what's ETH doing is right now is the whole incentive is someone's going to fork this. It's nerdy. You have to be nerdy. You have to be smart. Someone's going to fork the new chain, and then it's going to be a one-to-one -one pair of your old ETH. It's going to be like an airdrop. That's it. That's that's it. And that's why people are going to keep buying Ethereum. And then if people continue to use the new Ethereum, as we talked about in episode two, it becomes deflationary, and then we're, then we're goaded. So for our last story, I tell you what, guys, I'm almost... I'm almost exhausted. I feel like I've been quiet. I hope I've come through clear on this. 
Big fear of mine, big fear of mine. But anyway, Solana-based projects team up to make cross-chain messaging standard. Notify Network, Bonify, and Only One are leading a 19-member effort known as the Open Chat Alliance. This is what we need for governments. This is what I've been preaching about. When I saw this story hit my desk, I said I need to talk about this on my podcast. I need to tell people about this because this is insane. A group of Solana blockchain-based protocols are pushing a streamlined crypto communications through open source standards that proponents hope will break the idea, data silos between projects and chains. The so-called Open Chat Alliance distributed Tuesday with buy-in from 19 Solana projects, most notably messaging platform Notify, Solana Name Service, Bonefita, and non-fungible token-powered social media platform only one. Their plan is to create a transparent and interoperable standard for handling crypto-based messages that can proliferate across the industry. A cross-chain messaging system that you can't delete, that's immutable, that politicians or or, or DAOs, they can't delete. CEO Paul Kim said, There's a wallet of gardens problem. And he's right. You got MetaMask. You got your Aptos wallet. You got your Near wallet. It's annoying. It is annoying. But not your your keys. Not your crypto. There's a problem to be solved. But I wouldn't say this is the the way to solve it. It just has to be. As long as it's decentralized. I'm happy with it. But we, we don't really know yet. People are kind of nervous because this comes on the heels of a $600 million poly network hack last August. So there's FUD around the protocol interoperability because a message sent between chains triggered the original attack. These bridges are often targeted as seen in April's $625 million Ronin attack, which we talked about, and the $200 million Nomad exploit that we talked about earlier this month. We're talk, we talk, we do, we do a podcast every day. We talk about every all of the stuff that's happening as it's happening. So that is what's happening. If you guys didn't know, if you guys listen this long and you guys didn't know what Web3 is doing, we're giving you guys the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a DGen and the mouth of a burger. That's what it is. Every single weekday. Every single weekday. So that's going to do it. That's really going to do it. From all of us here at Web3TV. I'm C-Money, and don't just have a great day, have a DeFi day.